Welcome to Healthy Habits, Happy Homes with the Guelph Family Health Study, where we share research and practical tips for applying it to your own family. Each week, we'll bring you evidence-based health information from experts. Our quick tips will help you create healthy habits for a happy home. And welcome to Healthy Habits, Happy Homes with the Guelph Family Health Study. I'm Lisa. And I'm Angela. And today we have a guest, Catherine Walton. Some of you may be familiar with, with her as she was a past host of the Healthy Habits, Happy Homes podcast. Uh, she is a registered dietitian who recently completed her PhD with the Guelph Family Health Study and is now completing a postdoc in the Department of Translational Medicine at SickKids Hospital in Toronto. Catherine's research focuses on ways to support parents in promoting healthy behaviors among their children, specifically examining how aspects in the home and family environment, such as family functioning, may be associated with children's eating habits. So welcome, Catherine. We're thrilled to have you on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back on the Healthy Habits, Happy Homes podcast. Yes, and it sounds like you're up to really exciting things and research. Yes, lots of uh, exciting new studies um, and uh, definitely um, great work ahead. Awesome. So I'm going to start by asking you, we know snacks uh, play an important role in children's days. Um, why, why is that? Yeah, so if we, you know, think about snack time, um, the times between meals can be quite long for a um, small child who's got lots of energy um, and is, is very busy. So snacks are really important in terms of giving children the fuel and the energy they need um, to work and play. And, um, you know, if, if without snacks, we often find that children get quite cranky um, between meals and that, that could be because, you know, their blood sugars have dropped and they need more energy to fuel their busy bodies. What do we know about snacking habits of Canadian children? Unfortunately, the snacking habits of Canadian children um, are not the greatest. Um, what we see from our data in the Guelph Family Health Study actually is that um, about a third of the calories that preschoolers, so children between the ages of 18 months and five years, about a third of their calories um, a day come from snack foods. But unfortunately, about seven, only about 70% of these snack foods contain a food group from Canada's Food Guide. So we're seeing about 30% of the snacks that children consume um, are very high in sugar, salt, and fat. Um, and that, that's really concerning when we think about snacks as, as fuel for children in their busy days. Um, these snacks are not providing the, the nutrition that young children need. And when we think about, um, you know, a broader age of Canadian children, um, data from the 2004 community, uh, Canadian Community Health Survey shows us very similar data that about a third of Canadian children between the ages of 2 and 18, that their um, foods, again, are, are very high in salt, fat and sugar. So it's almost as if that, you know, 30% of the foods that children are snacking on are more of like those processed 
type foods that tend to be higher in the the salt fat and and added sugars. Yeah, so unfortunately they're not giving kids uh, the nutrition they need Um, and when we think about long-term health um, they may, a a third of a calories is quite a bit of daily calories and that may be putting children over the long term at risk um, for, for chronic disease and obesity. So just thinking about my family, Catherine, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, my three kids, and they're constantly asking for a snack. Um, you know, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, and sometimes it's just that they're bored, or sometimes they just saw me opening up the pantry, and so then they decided right there that they were hungry. And so that can always be a challenge for <laughs> challenge for parents, and it is very tempting as a mom myself to, like, just grab something out of a box because you're, you're you know, just so busy. Yeah, for sure. And that pester power is huge, right? When you have a child, that's, oh. I want a snack, I want a snack. And for some you reason, know, they only, only... so many times you oh, say no. Absolutely. And for some reason, they only seem to get hungry when I pick up the phone. Like if somebody <laughs> calls me and of I'm course. on an important phone call, all of a sudden they want goldfish or something. <laughs> Pay attention to me. Right, right. Yeah. So I was just wondering if you had any tips um, about what parents can do to help create these snacking routines for their children. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, there, there's one piece, and that's the types of foods that are being chosen. But snacks, um, they're, they're, it is important to think about snacks in terms of a child's day, and they can help provide routine, just as you're saying. So if we give snacks more of a meal status, so thinking about snacks as mini meals instead of treats, it helps provide a little bit more structure around meal times. So what we want is to help reduce some of that, I want a snack, I'm hungry all the time, um, sort of chat among the kids as if they know exactly when they're going to be having their next snack. So just like meals are spaced regularly throughout the day, um, what we find is that it's helpful for snacks to also be at regular times. And so, you know, the child has breakfast, two hours later they're having a snack, and then an hour and a half or two hours after that is lunchtime and then they have an afternoon snack and then dinner. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we want to see it's or it's helpful for snacks to be spaced out is that it helps kids come hungry to the table. So if we have, you know, a snack and then half an hour later is lunchtime or or dinner time, what we find is that kids aren't hungry at dinner time and that's when we see concerns about picky eating and the fact that the child's not eating their dinner. Well it's could be potentially because they're actually just not hungry. So we want to respect children's satiety cues and allow them to to know when they're hungry and full. And if meals and snacks are evenly spaced, um, it it allows children to develop those feelings and and, and know when they actually are hungry versus when they're bored. So it helps develop satiety cues. Yeah, no, that's really great advice and uh, suggestions around the timing. And I like the concept of the mini meals because, Mm -hmm. for example, like a two or three year old, they have small bellies, so they're not going to Mm -hmm. eat, you know, a large amount similar to an adult. I mean, there might be some days where they where they definitely (laughs) do. But even if you thought about breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks, just that as that being those mini meals where, you know, you're offering some well-balanced options and doing that throughout the day. Yeah, for sure. I think it's really important to remember that our small children have much smaller stomachs and they're much more active than we are. So they do need those snacks between the meals to fill in those nutritional blanks. And because they're eating smaller portions, it is important that those snacks do have nutritional balance to sort of fill in the blanks between meals because their portions are much smaller. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, and they vary from day to day, right? Like one day your kid might be able to out eat the the amount you would, and then other right. days, you know, they're not very hungry, mm-hmm. and that's I think very typical for preschool age children. Absolutely, and just knowing that it's okay if there's a day where your child doesn't seem to eat a lot. So we're not really concerned. Just as you're saying, we're not really concerned about the day to day, but more over the week. Did your child eat well over the week and have a balance of foods from all four food groups. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you both talked about um, really giving some thought ahead of time to to what those snacks might be throughout the day, which might mm-hmm. make it a bit easier when they come when they come after you for that snack. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the other thing to remember is is talking to our kids about, you know, are you hungry or is it just that you want my attention right now? But if you have those scheduled snack times, you can say, well, it's not snack time now. Why don't you find a toy to play with? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, this is when snack is. Um, the other thing in thinking about that pester power is to remember that snacks are not treats. They are mini meals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so snacks are not an opportunity to provide rewards for children for good behavior or to, you know, I'm on the phone right now. Go get a snack so you're not bothering me. So to control behavior either. Snacks really are meals um, and not, not rewards. So no no smarties for peeing in the potty is what you're telling me? Well, <laughs> we know it's effective, but what we do find is that when kids are given foods as rewards, they tend to overeat those foods when they're not actually hungry. So there's been lots of lab studies where children are given a standardized meal and then um, given these treat foods um, just in open access and children that are provided foods as rewards often overeat those foods. Right. Now, in those studies Mm -hmm. that you're referring to, was there any suggestions or do you have any suggestions or even you, Angela, um, about what could be offered instead as a reward for when a child Mm -hmm. is doing something well? Yeah. And children are very reward oriented. So I think that's a really good point because we know food works, right? So it's a challenge to not use that food as a reward. But what we've found from studies is that things like stickers, so having a little, uh, if if it's behaviors like peeing in the potty, um, having a a chart. So every day that the child or every time that the child successfully um, does that, they they get a sticker. Stickers work really well um, or finding out what else um, your child is interested in, small little um, toys if needed. Um, I don't know, Angela, do you have other ideas? Yeah, I, I, I find in my experience the sticker charts work really well, um, but then I've also, you know, found other, like families will use other forms of reward where they might say we're going to go to the park or like an indoor right. playground, like I don't know, something yeah. that's accessible yeah. that the child looks forward to as, you know, if you're, you know, good on the potty or whatever behavior right. it might be all week. Um we're going to do this activity as a family. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I mean, Lisa, you have experience with three little ones. Yeah. So, so what has worked for you or what do you use? My two go-tos are alone mommy time. Okay. Ooh, so they get good. some alone time to do what they would like. So sometimes that's reading a book. Sometimes that's uh, my son Marino likes these Beyblades which uh-huh. I lose the Beyblade battle every time. But anyway, oh. um, and also uh, they do love stickers. But I got to tell you, as they start to get older than two years old, you got to get mm-hmm. the higher end stickers, like the puffy uh. ones or like the scratch and sniff. Yeah. Right. That's, that, those are the ones you got to get. The little stars won't cut it anymore. Yeah. But yeah, mommy time or daddy time, is uh, it seems to be 
what um, what goes well. And now that Marino is seven and Matteo is five, sometimes the reward is like, okay, some time with your brother, but you get to pick the game. Oh, interesting. Right, and they, yeah. they like that. And they're both on board with that because they know sometimes they each take turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thinking more about times to socialize together, right. it doesn't have to be an object. It doesn't have to be something that, that costs money either. No, and mm-hmm. kids do like that attention, like you mentioned earlier, Catherine. So sometimes yeah. that can be a reward in, in, in replace of food. Mm-hmm. But thinking about food and healthy snacks, can you share some maybe healthy snacks with us that you think might be a good idea? So, so that's a really great question, Lisa. When we think about healthy snacks, we want a snack to include at least two different types of food. So that could be whole grain crackers and cheese. It could be a piece of fruit and yogurt, um, a lean protein um, and a vegetable, or something like a veggie and a hummus dip. So you're also getting some protein and some really um, high fiber in there. I know that the Guelph Family Health Study has recently come out with a healthy snacking cookbook, which is available free on the Guelph Family Health Study website for download. And that has a lot of um, great recipes um, that are kid tested and approved and do follow that at least two food rule. And those snacks are also quite high in vegetables, which is great. And just thinking uh, for myself and what sometimes I've done when I've had to be on the go is like those really like very quick portable snacks. So I like Mm -hmm. bread. My big thing is whole grain breadsticks. So I usually pack some whole grain breadsticks and some pieces of cheese for the kids. And that that kind of holds them till we get there or just some grapes and um, and some whole grain crackers. And that just kind of holds until we can get home and and have our next meal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I find, I mean, this works well for adults that I uh, tend to do a little more work with, but always pairing whatever snack you're having with like a healthy fat mm-hmm. or a protein, mm-hmm. right? So your healthy yep. fats could be like your nuts, your seeds, your nut or seed butters, avocado, um, guacamole, like some type right. of dip, right? Because um, mm-hmm. it's going to help you feel more, more satisfied than just having a piece of fruit or something right. like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the idea of the proteins and healthy fats and also fiber. And that's mm-hmm. why I, I know we all three of us keep saying whole grain, but it's yes. that fiber piece that really helps keep us satisfied. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Catherine, if parents don't have time to prepare snacks, right? And sometimes you're, you know, sending kids to school, so you can't always prepare every single item, you know, it might be a busy week. So if you are, or if a parent is looking for, you know, some type of pre-packaged snack, do you have any um, suggestions of, you know, on the new nutrient fact table, what to look for, um, or the ingredient list? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pre-packaged snacks for sure are super easy. You can just throw them in a lunch bag and go, right? So mm-hmm. they certainly have their place. Um, unfortunately, it, you do have to do a little bit of ingredient table reading um, and nutrition facts uh, checking because a lot of the things we see on the grocery store shelf, unfortunately, aren't just meeting um, our needs in terms of nutrition. So usually, you know, I keep saying, but these packaged foods are often quite high in added sugars. They don't have a lot of fiber or protein. So we just we just burn through them, right? And then we're hungry again. So I like to use the granola bar section in the grocery store as an example. So when you're reading the nutrition facts table, a healthy granola bar um, would be one that we can um, includes less than eight grams of sugar per serving. 
It has at least four grams of fiber and at least four grams of protein. So looking at less, essentially less added sugar, more mm-hmm. fiber, more protein. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's kind of a, a go-to sort of handy checklist I have, 844 is what I remember in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if we're thinking about other snacks like crackers and things, always choose whole grains and look at the nutrition facts table for items that have less than 15% of their daily value of sodium. Mm -hmm. So a nice rule of thumb is 5% is a little bit of a nutrient and 15% is a lot. And something like sodium, we want closer to that 5%, but certainly less than 15%. Right, and then something like fiber, we want fifteen per, around the 15% right. or exactly. potentially more. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and in the beginning, food labels do look a little bit overwhelming, but once you start knowing what you're looking for, it does get a little bit easier and it becomes more habit. Mm-hmm. 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 And I mean, for sure. I, th- I think the, the food industry in some respect has done a good job of introducing healthier options. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, there are some products that I'm impressed by sometimes right Right. like I've seen you know different fruit snacks that are made completely from like pressed whole fruit and you know Mm -hmm. there there are some better packaged options out there right and at least I know for myself like I like to think that I am exciting and adventurous but truthfully (laughs) I go to the grocery store and buy pretty much the same thing so (laughs) yeah so (laughs) so once I know kind of my go-to snacks for the kids then I, I know what I'm buying yeah. 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 You can always just, you know, take a quick look through again, you have your rule of thumb, right. you know, and and then you you find those products that uh, your family enjoys and right. and then it just becomes habit. We do have sample something Sundays uh-huh. where, we, where I bring the kids and they get to pick something, but other than that, like their school snacks and stuff. Once I know what I Yeah. what's uh, once I've read that label, and then I think I'm good to go. It, it's kind of what Catherine uh, said here. If we think about it as many meals, right? right. Like I love the mm-hmm. bento box lunches for yeah, kids. Yeah, great. You're just packing mm-hmm. different types of food. So you might have some, you know, pieces of cheese, some crackers, some fruits, right. some veggies, some hummus. Like you're just packing different things. And then yeah. all of that together throughout the day is is going to fuel them. Right. Absolutely. And I, I think it's also good to remember that um, – you know, a, a piece of fruit makes a great snack. It doesn't have to, it has its own wrapper. Just give it a little wash and it's ready to go. So if you have a fruit dish on the table, um, it's just as convenient as grabbing a granola bar. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I love it. We had a chance to ask my daughter Maya some of her favorite snacks. Maybe that's an avocado. And what else? Keep. Cheese. Okay, and what else do you like? Meatballs. Meatballs? Pasta. <laughs> Pasta. <laughs> you say, I like breadsticks, grapes, and yogurt. I like breadsticks and yogurt. Wow. That's great. So I'm just going to kind of summarize our take-home points Mm -hmm. uh, for Mm -hmm. the families that you shared with us. So thinking about snacks not as treats, so thinking of them as mini meals, which we've kind of emphasized um, to help give children, you know, the energy they need to work, think, play all that stuff. Yep. Jump around. Yeah. (laughs) Learn their math homework. Um, Thinking about a healthy snack being made up of 
at least two different types of foods. So, you know, pairing your your carbs or your fruit with a protein or healthy Mm -hmm. fat or something Mm -hmm. like that. And to check out the Guelph Family Health Study Cookbook for some more ideas that have that that balanced approach to snacking. Um, And then snacking should be provided at regular times throughout the day. So giving some consistency to that snacking routine and trying not to use food as a reward for good behavior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or to keep them quiet when you're on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, thank you, Catherine. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's been been a pleasure to be back. Thanks for listening and uh, hearing us chat about snacking. We look forward to you tuning in next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Healthy Habits, Happy Homes. We can't wait to have you tuning with us next week. But in the meantime, if you'd like to connect, you can visit our website, www.guelphfamilyhealthstudy.com or visit us on Facebook at Guelph Family Health Study. Thanks and have a great week.